What's up, podcast world? What's up, front sight guys? And maybe some gals is on here as well. Um, I'm here with with my family. Hi. I'm That's, here that with... Was, that was kind. I'm yeah. here with my my boys. I call my homies. Okay. And on my left, <laughs> as always, I've got my main homie, my twin, <laughs> my one and only J-Dubs Miller. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, how's it going? Also known as Jacob. Thank you. On across from me, I have the one, the only, the the <laughs> Charles Rodney Kilborn. The third. The third. Yes. Esquire. My prince. <laughs> <laughs> my prince. Rodney Kilborn. Say what's up, Rodney. <laughs> I can't even talk right now. <laughs> and then on the right. You know who it is. Oh my gosh. It's the man. Oh no. It's the it's the man of the hour. Oh no. Man with the master plan. The man uh, with the master plan. This is hilarious. His name is Ron. Uh, his name is B. His his name is Smith Jr. And he's a doctor. He's a pastor. <laughs> what do we gotta talk about today? Pastor Rodney wait. Yeah. Pastor Rodney Smith Jr. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. At least you didn't call me Pastor Prince. I was, you know, that's all. I, that would seem really weird. Yeah, that would be weird. Yes, I would not call anybody a prince. And on my left is the illustrious, the ever dubious, oh yeah, the ultimate homie, yo, the guy that's got everybody's bread. Never. <laughs> <laughs> I got your bread today. He never guys. meets a stranger. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. even fist bump guys <laughs> walking down the street while they're weed eating. <laughs> yes. I say, yo, take a break from that real quick. <laughs> while they're weed eating, he he fist bump. And you know what? They fist bumping back. The ever illustrious, dubious Jordan Largesword. What's up, guys? All right. Boom. We're all in the room here. <laughs> you wow. Guys, I feel like you guys are my family. Yes. And I feel like... <clears throat> I need to really fight for this relationship that we have. You do. Mm. Right? Right. What do you think about that? Um, Rodney is in the <laughs> process of filling out adoption papers right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you need to fight. Because <laughs> every day he comes in, am I making the right decision? I'm like, Rodney, just sign the papers. Adopt the boy. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> You know, actually, with adoption, there's like a billion papers that you need to sign. Right. There's so much. I remember when I when my parents were signing adoption That's papers, true. they were like, we have signed, I think my signature is like not even a line anymore. Wow. <laughs> it's just so much yeah. that you're signing. It's like buying but, a house. I mean, it really is. I hate to put it in those terms, but it, it's, it's, it's a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Well, right, so that, what that'll we, be huh? my excuse for why it takes so long for this thing to never happen. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Six months later, still in the process of figuring out Please, how to adopt. Trust the system. <laughs> Jordan. Trust yeah. the system, Jordan. It'll happen once. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Once oh all these signatures. Gosh. You're going to move from Jordan Largesword to Jordan Kilborn the fourth. Oh, <laughs> He's going to change my name when he adopts me to yes. Charles. <laughs> Charles Rodney Jordan Kilborn the fourth. Oh, I'm so sorry, Cassie. <laughs> yeah, right. We're apologizing right now formally to Cassie yeah. and Corey, which yes. are legitimately. Those are my real parents. Yeah. yeah. Those are real yeah. parents. Love I'm, you guys. I'm just your prince. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right, well, you know what? Let's try to figure out what in the world we're talking about today. Uh, let's just jump into it. There's there's not much of a segue from that. <laughs> All right, Prince, uh, what we got? Oh, wait, Prince, what we got? Today is, you know, as surviving storms in your marriage. Mm. Every marriage goes through, will go through um, storms in your marriage. And that's the topic we're going to try to hit today. That's, mm. that's what I've learned. You know what I've learned? Yeah, you got something, Rodney? Well, I just, man, this... I, this is a season of this, which yes. I, I, I imagine has a lot to play into why we're talking about it. Mm -hmm. But I can, I'm can just thinking about the discussions that I've had in the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. The number of them and the level of utter frustration, yep. irritation, contempt. Um, yep, all that's Panic. There. Yep. 
Uh, this is a lot of people right now. This is there a lot is. of guys. Right. And, and, and in all fairness, a lot of their wives as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it's justified from the other end. So. And exactly many, right. If not many times. No, no, you're exactly right. So, no, it, it is that. And I think you chose the the some good words. Frustration is there. Um, irritation, just contempt, like I'm, you know, I'm done. Yeah. Well, what, you know, I'm moving out. Um, there's just so much uh, that people just don't understand about storms that happen in your marriage. You know, we've lived, um, we, we've kind of preached around the country, not by design, but in our early years, I look back at it and I know why now um, through the work that I do with ministers across the country, you know, having pastored where they're pastoring, I can say yeah. I understand a West Coast, Midwest uh, Southern, blah, blah, blah. But here's what I found out. Like every every place that you live, they have their own unique storms. Mm, yeah. Like I wasn't used to that. So like, for instance, when we lived in California, um, I was not used to fire season. Mm. Oh, yeah. That, now, to be honest with you, I would I think I would rather live in hurricane season than fire season. Mm. No, I don't want to get burned. Listen, we spent four days. Um, the church was closer to the beach. Okay. And the fire burned. Um, like in the in the reverse shape of a C, like a semicircle, but um, all the way around from from the southernmost tip out to the east, if you will, and then back to the northwesternmost tip, and then it started burning inward towards the coast. Like the bullseye was getting smaller. Oh my god! And so we moved as close as we could to the water, but even then, it was jumping highways and 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 all of that. And I was like, oh my gosh! Like you have nowhere to go. Yeah. Like in a hurricane. Yeah, I get it. I mean, all of them are devastating. But my point is, like, no matter where we've lived, there's there have been storms, yeah. and storms are unique. Um, to like right now around the country, if you were to go dial in uh, radar on AccuWeather or whatever weather app you use, you're going to see there's a storm of some sort somewhere. Mm-hmm. Whether it's drought, whether it's just winds, hurricanes, fires, mudslides, uh, like the fires you know that we're seeing around the country and other places. There, there's a storm everywhere. Yeah. Here's my point: every marriage is going to go through a storm. Yep. And it, it comes and goes with seasons. Right now in, in Florida, we're we're in hurricane season, uh, and, and there's different seasons. And so you and I have to be prepared in our marriage. We have to expect that there's going to be seasons, and there's going to be storms. Mm-hmm. And how do you and I go through those? So what I want to do is I want to just sort of break that up into storm titles, if you will. The Bible actually gives us these. I want to break our our marriages up into sort of storm seasons. Like what what type of storms can we expect, and 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 how do we handle them? Okay, um, you know when they when they come our way. And so, first of all, you got to recognize there there is number one a climate that we live in. Yeah, some some call it culture, uh, and that's what it is. But for for this purpose, I'm just calling it climate. In other words, there's an environment you wake up to. Every day, mm-hmm. where there's going to be a weather forecast, mm-hmm. yeah, out of your control to some I, to some degree, out yeah. of your control to some degree. Well, the Bible tells us in Second Timothy three that um, what I, what the climate that we live in, like in the last days, mm-hmm. what's this world going to look like? Mm. Okay, don't don't forget. Listen, that climate that you live in actually affects your marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you wake up to a people that are. Um, self-centered, to people that are greedy, proud, abusive, um, lacking in gratitude. Yeah, you know what I, I have found? Like the the longer I'm around hard and unkind people, I can become hard it, and it un- bleeds on oh you. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah bad. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Bad company corrupts good morals. Oh, yeah. I think there you go. Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly. Well, bad guess what? News on the news channel will corrupt good days. Wow, that's Proverbs 18-something. I think I just made that up. Maybe I should write that down. You just wrote that in the book of I'm second. adding a new book. You are. Yeah. Wait, that's <laughs> I'm also, I'm gonna, that's another podcast, those who add to Scripture. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this content has not been approved by the prince. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my the gosh. Prince. <laughs> but, but, no, okay, you're, you're, but you're so right. Um, so things are going to happen in this world. The world we live in has its own issues, and the more we're in those issues— well, it messes with our mind. Yeah. yeah. Like, it still amazes me how many marriages I see that fall victim to just the reins. Mm. I want to explain that. Like, there's no moral affair. Um, there, there are moral failure. There's, there's no, there's no like outstanding, like ridiculousness happening in the marriage. I'm like, well, then what's like, why are we, why are we here? Like, why are we so disenfranchised? 
and when you actually look at it, it it's it's centered around three things. I, I have found primarily marriages uh, have difficulty. All marriages have difficulty in three areas. One, me me centered, mm-hmm. like we get so you know accustomed to what I want. Mm. Um, this I, I want this from the sexual side of the relationship. I want to be able to spend my money this way. I think I should do, like now. Come on, all of us are that. All yeah, of us. Yeah, that's our sinful human nature, it, idolizing self and our own pleasures. It, exactly right. I heard somebody say years ago, everybody walks around with an invisible name tag that says, look at me. Mm. Like everybody wants to be noticed. Yeah. Everybody wants to be recognized, but everybody wants something for themselves. Like for instance, if I've put in a hard day at work, I want to come home and and without even saying it, I want Randy to go, you've had a hard day. Mm. Let me massage your feet. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Raina would never do that, and I, I wouldn't want anyway. But you know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I, but when on that day when I'm thinking that in my head, like I've had a bad day, Raina's gonna want to massage my feet, and I come home and the exact opposite happens. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. like, "Let's go on a walk," or yeah. "Let's yeah. mow the yard." Yeah, yeah. Where oh. I wanted to get off my feet, now she's prescribing me to be on my feet more. Well, what's my natural reaction when that happens? Anger. Mm-hmm. Irritation, frustration. Yeah. I'm like, what the mess? Like, how could you not recognize I had a bad day? Yeah. Well, because for that moment I was self-centered, right? Mm-hmm. Well, our world is very self-centered. Our world teaches us to live for self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's a second one I found out that um, every marriage goes through: um, uh, financial struggles. Mm. My gosh, like for how sure. how how relevant is that to today? Or just disagreements of like how to spend money. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not even just like you're not making enough. It's like well, I think I should spend money like this, and you yes. think you should spend money like this, and that's wrong. Yes. Yeah. And there's, like, not really a right and wrong. Are they uh, necessarily? No, it's, yeah. it's, it's so expansive. I mean, yeah. it's, hey, you're giving money to your family, and you're not oh, talking to me about it. Oh. oh. It's it's you're spending, we agree to a, a, a budget, and you're using the credit card way more excessively than we budgeted. Um, So it's not just the spending. It's, hey, we we decided how we were going to do this, and one person is deciding they're not going to comply with Mm -hmm. the the rules that they both agreed to. And it's like... Yeah, and that leads to mistrust. This is like, this is who I am. So then the frustration becomes, well, then what do we do about it? Like, if if there's no correction... Yeah. Yeah. You know? And And it can be more pressing nowadays with how much inflation has mm -hmm. been going crazy. Right. And then, 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 you know, and it works both ways. It's like, oh, she just, you know, used the card. Well, and then when we finally do save some money, you're buying a toy. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. you get yours... You know, once every two years, I get mine four times a year. Yeah, like pick oh. your pick your. So it's it's it gets really yeah frustrating yeah. for a lot of people. No, no, you nailed it. I mean, so finances is one. Being self centered is is another one. All, again, all what, what we're describing here are three things that I have found that every marriage goes through. And one is being self centered. One is finances, and one is intimacy or sexual. You know. A desire, and, and again, when I say sexual desire, I'm not talking about the act of. I'm talking about the environment mm-hmm. of a loving, um, controlling, communicating, appreciating, valuing, intimate um, relationship. So if, if that's not there, well, think about this: a culture is that like pleasure? Yeah, in your I, mind. Yes, it's so, so like if, it is. If I was to let's say that I was having had some kind of healthy addiction or we have people that have healthy addictions to intimacy. Right. And let's say that person begins to feel like they're starved and then it becomes an unhealthy addiction and then it starts to drain them. That can quickly, let's say I, I choose to gaming. Right. Or porn or gambling or whatever. Right. And that's what I use to basically satisfy the pleasure tool. You're right. Wow. That it, like it can mm-hmm. it can turn into fifteen different things. It is yeah. when that, you're just trying when to fill the hole with the long, That's exactly. Right. Yeah. Let, let me let me try to define healthy addiction because I know probably some people um, they turn their head to the right or to the left. Like that right. seems very oxymoronic right now. Healthy addiction. Um, what what does that mean? So I think what you mean is like. If they have a healthy approach to yeah, a need yeah, that the biblical, the right word. no, that's fine. But a healthy approach, um, like they're not addicted to porn, they're not out there gaming. They just want their spouse 
to show them affection, show them attention, have intimacy, right. have the act of sex every once in a while, but it's not happening. Right. So because mm. that's not happening and they thought they were coming at it, you know, from a, a, a nice attitude, a right attitude, now they start trying to fill that with something else. Is that right. what yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. And and maybe there's like, okay, and well let's not pretend. Like it's it's in the real world, there are a lot of women or wives right. in this situation that are, you know, okay, well, sex is a weapon. Right, yeah. And you got to cross things off the list in order to get yeah. it. And of course, the list is never going to be completed. There's just going to be added to it. And so there can be, you can develop a frustration. It's like, hey, I'm, yes. I'm diving into trying to make you get into your happiness stage where you're going to afford me that opportunity and I'm tired of waiting, so I'm right. just gonna find. I'm gonna fill the hole with something else. Oh yes! Wow! Yeah. Now, now the point in all that conversation, and you're exactly right, Rodney, is that's how the world thinks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So this is we the, hear it. These are the reins that this, we these live are the in. People that are coming in on your yes. sofa, right? I mean, we hear yes. it in ministry every single day. Right. So if you'll, if you will, if you have ever counseled a lot of guys who are addicted to porn, and they begin to share with you how they got into it, they just didn't jump into it. Mm. Right, there's a number of reasons why, and we, won't go, we don't have time. But culture promotes that. Culture promotes exactly. the idea: if you're not getting your needs met, I got something how. for you. I got something for you. Yeah, and it promotes it not just in sex; it promotes it in finances. If you like this, like listen to commercials. You know, you're worth it, like L'Oreal. You're worth it. So, from the financial perspective, from the sexual perspective, from the self-centered mm-hmm. perspective, the world wants to put you and your needs first. But as marriage says, you're supposed to die to self, mm. and help the other person become a completer. Right. So my point in all that is every marriage is going to go through rain. Yeah, Rain's going to fall because you live in a fallen culture. Mm-hmm. And just because rain is falling on your head, like you're not getting the need met, or he or she was spending money uh, outside of the approved boundaries of the budget, that doesn't mean you automatically bolt from your marriage. Yeah. Mm. Or, yeah. or even check out. Or even check out from your marriage. Exactly yeah. right. Like, you, yes, you may have to go to counseling for that. You may have to have some conversations yeah. for that. But again, you're, when you when you became married, you committed to one another to help each other work through the issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for that moment, that's the issue yeah. that mm-hmm. you're working through. And I look back on it, where like uh, Raina, how how Raina and I have helped each other. Through some, and even now, like I wish I could go into detail, but I can't. Obviously, it's too personal, you know, with family. There's nothing bad. Um, but right now, Raina and I are having like another level of discussion based upon our age and sort of the dynamics that are happening right now with extended family. Like mm-hmm. we're having conversations like, I have to check my heart. I have to check my character. Mm. Like she's coming to me saying, is my heart where it needs to be? Mm. I'm sharing with her, like, this is what my heart feels like. Like we're having these conversations every morning when we get up. Yeah. Wow. Because if not, then the world could go, oh, yeah, you should feel that way. Act on it. Mm. Well, that's a legitimate feeling right there. Yeah. You should be angry. You should be mad. You should be bitter. You should be disappointed. You should seek something. At, right? The world does that. Yeah. To you and I, just because rain falls on your head doesn't mean you need to give in and check out of the marriage or bolt out yeah. of the marriage. You expect rain. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's almost like at least one person has to be cognizant that the external pressures are a force to be acknowledged and wreck. My wife is so great at what brain. Yes, if if anything starts to boil yes. a little bit. She, she's the first one to say, this is exactly where the devil wants to go. Right. So th- th- this is this is boiling because there's external pressure at force. Right. Let's all take a step back. So if one person doesn't do it, it or it's not happening, it, it better be you. Right. Because if somebody doesn't, then... I mean, that's such a great point. So I heard years ago somebody say this, and we'll get to this verse here in just a moment, but let me just go ahead and use some of it now. He said that a lot of rain in your life and you're underwater. Mm. And the more you're underwater, the pressure of water can cause a person to crumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said it that's the beauty of the power of the Holy Spirit internally because he pushes from the inside out when the pressures Boy, of the world are pushing outside. Oh, wow, in. yeah. And if you're not full of the Holy Spirit, or in this case, like if you don't have someone else in the marriage who is cognizant you're under a lot of pressure right now. Yeah. 
then eventually the rain's going to come over your head and you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to crush potentially. Now that's yeah. an excellent point. Yeah. That is an, and rain is the same way, obviously. And I pray, I, I pray that if rain were ever to do a podcast, she would say, Rod was that way to me. But yes, this <laughs> is front sight. I mean, obviously, you know, but yeah, you're right, Rodney. I mean, uh, our wives are uh, a gift to us to help us when, when the rains fall. Here's the deal. Be prepared for rains. Mm-hmm. We live in a climate that's going to rain down on us, yeah. Yeah. and we have to be aware. Let me give you another one. So how do you survive the, the storms in marriage? Here's, here's another season. Well, there's floods. Yeah. You, you and I are, are, are going to have times when it, when it just floods. Okay, somebody says to us, when it rains, it floods. Yeah. yeah. So these are basically the crises of life. These are the, yeah, floods are the crisis of life. The, the things that crisis is going to come your way, just the fact that you live, um, it's going to happen. I was reading when studying for this. Let me list the top 12 most um, stressful crisis that a marriage mm. can experience. Number one, death of a child. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. 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 My parents went through that. Yeah. Horrible. It is. It is horrible. Um, you know, we, we didn't experience that, but we did have a miscarriage um, in, in, in our ministry between Rihanna and Raya, but we didn't experience what some, what some folks experience. And I mean, to this day, you know, it's, it's, you don't get over it. Yeah. Uh, number two, a jail sentence. These are, these are the top 12. So if a, um, if a spouse is, you know, put in jail, an unfaithful spouse or a boyfriend, mm. right, Jordan? Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> What did you say, Prince? Um, oh, oh man. What were you saying? Major financial difficulty or bankruptcy. Okay. Wow. Number five, business failure. Six, being fired. Seven, miscarriage or stillbirth. Mm-hmm. Eight, court appearance. Court appearance. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know, DUI, uh, shop, oh, shoplifting. Yeah, I guess I, I see. Um, just, you know, mm-hmm. in some area. And to be honest, sometimes when this happens, it's it's not known. You're like, wait, what? Like, yeah. I didn't know that this happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Could, it could be a civil suit against your husband or wife's business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Dang. stress of having to go to court. Yeah. Number nine, an unwanted pregnancy. Now, again, you know, this is marriage. Like, like we've seen a lot of couples that were thought they were, were done with kiddos, and then surprise, um, yeah. you know. Uh, number 10, major illness in the family, like cancer or heart disease, like something that's like stops life. Right. Number 11, unemployed for over one month, or just mm. unemployment in general, and oh, then yeah. death of a close friend. Mm. These are 12 crises, and that's not all of them. These are right. the top 12 that someone um, journaled that most marriages uh, go through. The point is, you're, you're going to go through deep water. Again, these build on each other. So the world uh, does rain down on us, yeah. and there are times when the rain, when it rains, it pours. Yeah. And there's going to be times when, when floods happen and i know rain and i we've been through we've been through a lot of those 12s yeah we really have i I won't say all of them but we've been through the majority of them um raina was in jail no i'm just kidding she wasn't (laughs) Um, raina just got out of the hangar yeah (laughs) i can never imagine if you're listening (laughs) that was jordan charles rodney kilborn the third the fourth that said that the prince. The no, he's the prince. <laughs> he's the, yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, no, no. But now uh, I know when you're going through that, and, you, and you're like, "Well, gosh, Pastor Ron, which ones have you have you guys been through?" You know, well, we've been through a lot. I mean, especially in ministry, um, there's a lot that just happens Disease, in life. Unemployment. Yes. You know, exactly. Economic stress. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Like there, there's almost everybody right there. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. It, so, and if not even just the death of a child. When you said major illness, the major illness of a child, it's one thing when you're going through it like me, I'm like, yeah, all right, whatever, I'll, right. I'll figure it out. Wife, all right, now you definitely got my attention. When it's one of your kids, oh yeah, that's like, mm, I yeah. can see how people are like lose it completely because oh, yeah. the two mm-hmm. adults at least are, you know, kind of have each other's mm-hmm. back and they have courage, but nobody wants to see a child in pain. Right. So like- if you've been through that, it's pretty bad. I know you've right. been through that yes. personally. So. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we have. So flood, floods are going to come. So my point is, these are things you need to be prepared for um, and get ready for surviving you know, marital storms. Just like right now, at least in Florida, um, they always tell you, uh, get your hurricane readiness kit. Well, you have to have a marriage readiness kit. Yeah. 
Uh, now, no one can really prepare for any of these things. That's not what I'm saying. Like, you don't put a bag together. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying this jokingly. I'm really not. Yeah. But you you can't pack a bag for 12 crisis. What I'm, this is more of an emotional and spiritual readiness that says, um, I know that when this happens, I know how rain is going to think. You got to be committed to prepare. You've got to be committed to prepare. I like many of these when we went through some of these things in, in different church ministries. Almost every time, Raina was like, "All right, here's what we're going to do." Mm-hmm. Like I needed somebody level-headed like her in that moment that was basically like, "Here's how we're going to respond. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what's next." That's what I mean by being prepared, knowing wow. that. So knowing that if you're about to go through a crisis, that your spouse is going to support you and you're yeah. going to support your spouse. Mm. That when you get married, hopefully if you have premarital counseling, somebody told you there is no plan A, there is no plan B, there is no plan C. It's just a plan. Like mm-hmm. We're going to get married. Yeah. Plan A is not, well, we'll, we'll separate for six months. Plan B is, well, we're done. And plan C is I'm I'm moving to another country. There there is no plan. Mm-hmm. The plan is we're gonna we're gonna stay together. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Somebody yeah. said this commitment, when you made the commitment to being married, commitment means being willing to be miserable for a while. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Let that set let that set in a moment of silence. Yep. Come on. Okay, so but the one of the reasons we get married, the primary reason is commitment. We don't get re- married because of love. Remember the common denominator for marriage is commitment. And there are going to be seasons when your spouse goes through a season, but maybe you're not going through that same season. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to be there to walk them through that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 And you have to be willing to sort of be miserable for a while. Commitment means being willing to be unhappy while you work out the problems. Reminds mm-hmm. me of an item you've repeated throughout your sermon as a common denominator. Sometimes your suffering is not about you. It's not for you. It could be for those around you. That's why we can't always complain about it. Yes. Mm, that's true. Yes. Like, I, I think, it, like, if we use the extreme example of that, look at Job. Mm. Right. Like, we always want to go, oh, what kind of friends are these? But, you know, in all, like, let's be the natural instinct. If somebody is being sieged upon and it's, it's obvious yeah. that God's allowing it, you would go, man, what are you doing? Mm. Like, why, yeah. why would God allow this to happen to you? But God actually used... Job suffering to minister to all of those other people who were right. watching. That's yeah. true. So what 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 ministry is God giving the person who's not walking through it? Right. That's true. You know, I was going to say something similar. Yeah. Like, what do you do when that is like some of these uh, floods are happening in your marriage or to your spouse or something like that? Like, how does that like? I, obviously, we should pray, but like I was right. thinking of other things, like what are some simple things, no matter what the flood is, that we can right. do? You know, that's a great question. Very First and foremost, you have to recognize, which is sort of why we're giving you this, you have to recognize that this is a season mm. of life, Yeah, that these things are going to happen. And whether you chose it or not, I'll never forget, Raina, hearing that and repeating that from other wives. Um, they would often say this, like he was unfaithful, and she would say, I never chose this. Yeah. Like he made the choice to be stupid. Mm. Um, I never did. Or when um, the business fell through, whether they were an employee or whether they started it, they would both say, like, I was working hard. Like, I didn't choose the economy to collapse. I didn't choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My point, you'll hear no that No fault statement. of mine. No fault of mine, but yeah. here we are. Right. Things are going to be out of your control. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you respond to that when things are out of your control? You honestly, first of all, you, you hit your knees together. Mm-hmm. Don't go home and finger point. Remember, that goes back to the first one. We have a very self-centered world that wants to blame other people. Yeah. It's as old as the Garden of Eden. What did Adam and Eve do? It literally, Adam's words are forever recorded. That woman you gave me, yeah. oh my God, you know, yeah. told me to take a bite. Don't go home and finger point. Don't go home and blame. Don't. I mean, nobody. Once a person's had their legs blown off, yeah. they don't need somebody coming in to start chopping off their arms. Yeah. So a flood. I, t- I told you if you'd walked into that. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, ex- this is what I said would happen. Yes. Yeah. 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 Now there may be a time later to say that, but in different words. But at that moment, you don't. Yeah. You just look at each other. That's why I said whenever these crises have happened, Raina was like, "All right, here's what we're gonna do." Mm. She didn't come in and say, "Well, I knew this or I saw that or 
blah, blah, blah. She could have done that in, in a lot of those, but she didn't. But she chose not to be bitter. She chose not to be angry. She chose not to point fingers. She just basically chose to say, here's here's what we're going to do next. Here's, here's I just thought of this maybe analogy, metaphor, or whatever. Um, you know, if anyone's ever been like at a restaurant or something, right? And like, okay, here's, here's I'll, I'll use a personal one. So Kellen uh, will talk and use his hands a lot. Yeah. At dinner. I don't know where he gets that from. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was just doing it. That's so and funny. It, yeah, I'm literally showing what I'm doing while I'm doing what yeah. I'm doing. Yeah, funny. But in, so what he'll do is in the process of doing that, he'll hit that cup. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so there's two ways you can handle it. You, like you can coach and you can say, hey, well, hey, it's okay, it's okay. Right. Or you can say, what are you doing? How many times are you going to like – it's two completely, yeah, and one yeah. makes him feel like he's an absolute idiot and he can't right. do anything else, right? And the other is, hey, why don't we take our cup off the placemat so when you jerk the plate, it doesn't go flying. Look, right. see how this happens? And then he's like, oh, okay, this is constructive. This is valuable. Yeah. yeah. And and it's two different, completely different responses. So when your spouse has X happen. Mm. Right. You know, do you are you like why on earth? And we all have done that at one point, or like we're all lying if we haven't done that. Why would you do that? Right. Like mm-hmm. what? What were you thinking? Like they're already doing that. What right. was I thinking? The last thing you yeah. need you piling on. So, so I'm gonna have to explain this for just a moment. So let me, just, but let me just say. So here's what I tell folks: when you choose to get married, the Bible says the two of you basically. The way I look at it is y'all put yourself in a boat by yourself in the middle of the ocean. Mm. It's just y'all and God. And so when the winds and the waves and the rain, when the floods and all, when all that comes, now's not the time to stand up in the boat and start going, blah, that At that moment, you turn into survival mode. And then let's get through. Or jump off the boat. Or jump off the boat and be like, hope you make it, buddy. Yeah. Right, no, you don't bolt, you don't stand up and lecture, you don't stand up and rock the boat. When you're in a crisis mode, when a flood's coming, deal with the crisis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and how do you deal with a crisis? As well as followers of Christ, you just have to just say, God, I give it to you. I don't know why this is happening, but all we can do is trust, like cry out to God, fall on your knees, grab each other, like Rain and I have always grabbed each other, like we said we're in this boat together, mm-hmm. and we need to. The only way we're going to get out of this flood is together. Mm-hmm. Then, at some point during the flood process or the receding waters, or maybe at the onset of it, yeah, you might need some support. You might need counseling, which is the beauty of a church. You might need support in like a life group. You might need to come get you know counseling from a minister. You might need to seek counseling um, in other areas, like. Yeah, I get it. There are sometimes when when a flood just overwhelms the system where you just mm-hmm. shut down. Like you're mm-hmm. like, I can't process. Yeah. yeah. Emotionally. I can't I can't I can't even get out of bed, like depression or whatever. Oh yeah, for sure. You might need some actual um help on that. I, yeah. I you know, I get that. But that's what marriages are made for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Marriages mm-hmm. are made to to help each other in a flood. Right. To help each other in the rains. Remember, we're supposed to live different than the world. So when the rain falls, we need to demonstrate what it looks like to operate differently than given to the world. When the flood happens, you and I need to learn how to come together as a marriage, not start swimming apart and trying to save yeah. ourselves. Well, I think you're. It's interesting. You're also highlighting, not directly, but you're highlighting the fact that God gave the husband and the wife, a two completely sets of different sets yes. of character, emotion. Yes. Yeah, that's and, true. and if you're in a, if you're, if you got married under the right pretense, that's usually complimentary. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so rather than kind of chastising for somebody for not being who you are, which exactly is the reason that you married yeah. him. Right. Be exactly for that person, what you were supposed to be and yes. compliment them and say, okay, if, if you're the problem solver, start helping solve the problem. If you're the comforter and then you're the yes. supporter, start doing that. Don't, yeah. don't, yes. don't step yeah. into the other slipstream that you're not a part of and start throwing that right. bomb. Yeah, well, Right. A hundred percent. Now here's what I meant by, I'm, I'm going to have to explain this, which is a whole nother podcast. Um, it, it really is. It's Write a whole nother. Write down, no- Jacob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You might be in a situation 
Um, so when I say commitment, being means uh, being willing to be miserable for a while. I really want to be. I want to explain this as best I can. Mm, you yeah. might be in a situation that's abusive. Yeah. Yeah. Emotionally, verbally, physically, um, mentally, like you might be married to a narcissist and not even know it. Uh, Rodney, you said it well. What did you say early on? Like, what? How does? What does the narcissist say? Oh, oh yeah. The the narcissist is usually the, usually the one that says, "I can't live with this person. I've done oh I've done gosh. everything to fix this, and they just won't move." Right? Yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah, I've done everything I can to fix this, and they won't. What you yeah. said was, I think now, and they won't obey me. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, <laughs> they what? They just won't do what I say. I've done everything I'm, possible. I yeah. loved that. <laughs> that is classic narcissism. We've, we've even sat down and prayed, God, please help him to understand or her understand their faults and why they should. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. And so I'm not being ridiculous. I'm not being trivial on this. But yeah, there have been those occasions where a spouse has tried to do the right thing. And and I've literally heard this illustration. So she does her best to make dinner. She comes home and does it. And of all the things, he's like, um, she puts green beans, let's just say. This was an actual event years ago, not here, years ago. She puts green beans in the crock pot. He he chooses to come home and say, you know, of all the things I don't like is green beans. And if I were to eat green beans, listen, I wouldn't buy that brand. Uh, no. <laughs> Are you not, serious? And like, he was very abusive to her. Oh, my God. And so, of course, she's now thinking, um, he's right. Like, I could have done better. I should have known that he didn't like X brand of green beans. And so that is my fault. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an example of abuse. Yeah, that is terrible. So if you are in an abusive situation, we're not asking you to stay in that. So um, so if your wife is is buying the wrong green beans, exactly. Don't stay in that. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm just no. trying to give the narcissist point of view here. Yeah, well, that's that's what they would think, unfortunately. So here's what I'm trying to say: you might be in a situation that is not healthy. Yeah, and you probably need to take the steps of courage to see a counselor to let Absolutely. them hear your side of the story, to let them help make a judgment on if it's healthy for you to stay, and if it is, like how to stay and stay safely. Right. Mm-hmm. And, so, and also, and also, it's just helpful, like if you're. Well, I guess you could say in bed, but if you're yeah. if you're married to somebody who does exhibit narcissistic or just maybe dominating or controlling, yeah, there you behavior, go, dominating, controlling. It doesn't have to be narcissistic. Right. It, it can be controlling behavior. Is is sometimes you need a third party to yes. step in, and that person needs to hear it from somebody yes. other than you. Mm. Because to be fair, we've talked to a number of couples through the years where he or she has tried for six months, eight months, two to three years. Um, she has tried to work through certain behaviors, and they change for a while, and then they go back. They change. Like, yeah. I get it. There's repeated patterns of, of behavior that have not changed through the years. Um, and so they're like, what do I do now? Like, how much longer can I live in this record? Mm. Repeat, repeat, mm-hmm. repeat, repeat. I understand that. I, I really do. So I'm not saying... Um, stay inside. Again, hold on the podcast. Let me just say this. The Bible never um, requires divorce. Okay, but the Bible does regulate divorce. The Bible's not against divorce. There are three biblical exclusions for divorce. Um, so it's not like if you if you're seeking divorce, then you're anti-biblical. That's a, that's a that's too blanket of a question. When people ask me that, I'm like, well, tell me the situations around it. Um, what type of reconciliation have we sought? Again, whole another episode. But I wanted to make sure that if a a controlling, manipulative individual is hearing this, that they don't go home and use this as further leverage to do what they're doing, Yeah. as well as if someone who's being controlled, who's been manipulated, who's in an unhealthy situation, who's still seeing repeated behaviors, I'm also not in a blanket form. I'm also not blanket telling you, stay miserable. That's not what I meant by that statement. Mm -hmm. Again, we're talking about seasons here, okay? There are going to be seasons when you're miserable. Yeah. And you have to be willing to work through that. That's what I'm trying. Like we're talking about crisis, we're talking about floods. We're not talking about rains that come. All right. Like I'm not saying your husband's addicted to porn. Well, just get used to it. Right. And be miserable. That's not what I'm saying. That's right. a rain. No. And also not saying your husband's addicted to porn. Bolt. 
Yes, exactly. Ex- yeah. Yes, exactly. You're There's saying, a biblical way to handle this. Yeah. You're saying be reminded of the role that you have as a husband and wife. Exactly. Is right. to work through that kind of stuff together. Yes. Yeah, if you have these problems, call Debbie. Pastor Ron's available. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Ron. But we're in this particular episode, we're talking about floods at that, at this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I want to qualify that statement. Not, that, not the person who's putting the cigar butt out on somebody on yes. the boat. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's, yeah. that's, that's, it. that's what I'm talking about. All right. Let's get to the third one. Um, there are winds. So there's rains. The culture we live in thinks differently, and that rain's going to fall on us. Don't fall victim to it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Greed, self-influence, blah, blah, blah. There's floods. There's going to be crisis events that happen. Yeah. That's not a reason to bolt. That's not a reason to manipulate. Here's the third one. Winds. Mm. Wind is going to happen. Wind represents the changes. Listen, the changes that we all live with. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We all live with it. You are absolutely going to change. I love this statement. Ho- like, oh, hopefully we are. Hopefully I mean, we are changing. Yeah. yeah, I mean we should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like when I mean I love this statement. I hope you interpret what I'm about to say. I, I hear this often when I do marriage counseling. Well, he or she is not the same person I married. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah, praise yeah, God. Yeah. yeah, right. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if my, my my immediate response was, of course they're not. I mean, they they change. Neither are you. Like you're not the same person you were when you got married, either. Exactly. Yeah. People fail to um, recognize that that it's not just your spouse that's changed or is changing. So have you. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you haven't. Yeah. Right. Maybe she's growing spiritually and you're not. Maybe you're. Wow. you, You know, there's that rub. Yeah. But my point is everybody is going to go through some level of change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wind happens in everyday life and and there and again there are seasons, there are seasons of marriage when you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and there are seasons of finances. I heard somebody say, you know, why is it life backwards in some some respects like uh, we we end up, you know, in our young years where we could be able to spend the money and live well and take care of our kids and make the least amount of money. By the time we get older in our careers, we're now making enough money, but we don't have the ability and the uh, yeah. the, the fiscal ability and, and so forth to go out and spend it. Why don't we do it backwards? You know, <laughs> I mean, I get what they were trying to say, but my point is there. there's going to be those trying times when you're in your 20s, trying times. Every time of your marriage is going to have some level of change. Mm. Yeah. That's either it's just natural yeah, part yeah. of life. Yeah. Like you're getting older. Like I'm 54, and I honestly, in some areas, like I still like I still feel like I'm 15. I still feel like I could go out and play soccer like I yeah. did when I was 15, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I still feel like I'm 18 or 19. I watch military movies. I'm like, oh man, I could do that. And then I go lay down on the ground. I try to get back up really fast. I'm like I can't do that. <laughs> You know, yeah, um, I, I was acting out something last night, joking around with Brandy, and I popped my head back, and I was like, "Oh!" And I turn around, and she's got the camera, <laughs> and I, I said, "Did you actually?" She goes, "No, but I wish I did." I oh wish my I did. gosh, Brandy, if you're listening, can you please record that next episode <laughs> of Rodney cracking his uh, neck? No. We want to see it. You <laughs> just. How funny. This is one of the floods of your guys' marriage. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, my point is like no matter what age you are, no matter what age you are, you're yeah. you're gonna experience um you're gonna experience wind. Again, every marriage goes through seasons, summer, spring, yeah. winter, fall. Yeah. I was just telling somebody that the other day. They were like, What do I do about about what I'm feeling right now? I'm feeling barren, I'm feeling that. I'm like, Well, then you're probably in what I would call like the fall season of Christian life. Like there is a time when the leaves just fall off spiritually. Yeah. You're you're not producing spiritual fruit. God is pruning. God is deadening. God is allowing those leaves to fall so new leaves can grow. You're not always going to be producing spiritual fruit. Uh, just as a Christian, there are going to be times when you go through winter. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'll study another day from the time that Abraham heard a word from God till after he had um he had born Ishmael to the next time he heard was 13 years. He went 13 years without hearing a word yeah. from God, a wow. specific word from God. That's that's in Genesis 16 to 17 or 17 to 18. Yeah. But 13 years. That was a winter season from him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think about that for a moment. There's going to be times of summer when you're like. When you're like, man, this is tough. This is good. It's recreational. It's vacation. Life is awesome. It's it's great. There's also going to be spring when when new things are budding. My mm-hmm. point is, marriage is and marriage just like life is going to go. You're always changing. You're mm-hmm. always growing. 
Um, you, you're yeah. going to be deteriorating in some ways as, as you age. Right. You're going to be maturing in some areas. You're going to be becoming stronger in some areas. You got to recognize that. Yeah. But the beauty is, like with Raina and I, we're doing that together. Yeah. Right, 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 like, right. I'm aging with Raina. I'm changing with Raina. I'm I'm doing, like in every stage of life, that is what's so cool and how her and I are sort of growing together. Like, I love uh, the stage of life that we're in right now, like the grandparenting stage, yeah. you know, helping our children, you know, plant bushes in their new house and organize their <laughs> yeah. rooms in certain areas. And then with like Jordan and Rye, helping them navigate what it means to like be in the dating in college and potential masters and calling into ministry. I love it. Like, I absolutely love that. But mm-hmm. it's a completely different chapter that you've never been through in your life. Yeah. I've never been. Th- I literally just told Raya that the other day. Mm. I was like, "Bear with mom and dad. We've never had adult children." Yeah. Mm. Like I couldn't tell you that when you were a baby. Well, I did, but you didn't understand me. <laughs> I was like, "I've never had a third child. I've never had a second child. Like you're my first third. You're my first second. You're my first yeah. first. Like yeah. everything was a first. Like yeah. I've never had this many kids in college. I've never had this many kids in in relationships. I've never had a grandson. Like." Yeah. It's all new. Just like they've never had a child, we've never had a grandson. Even though we've right. been parents before, still grandparenting is new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My whole point is life is nothing but change. The beautiful thing about it is your marriage partner was given to you to help you and each other navigate and just enjoy life in that change. And yeah. hopefully grow closer to Christ through all that change. That's, That's the it. point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That is that is absolutely the point in all of it. Well, I hope this helps because here's what I want to say in closing. The title, you're going to go through storms in marriage, and you've got to learn how to survive them. It's not an easy escape clause for you to like pull the eject strap mm. and say, I'm done. Um, but yes, there are qualifying circumstances that may you may need to seek you know counseling or, or other wisdom to help with certain issues. But by and large... There's going to be times when your marriage struggles. There's going to be times when your marriage celebrates. You're there for each other literally through it all. Right. And find joy in that because who else is going to go through go through that with you, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, I've enjoyed this today. This has been a good discussion. Absolutely. I love you guys. <laughs> you do? I do. Thank you, man. Thank you. Even well, though I feel like since the beginning of this episode, you've changed a lot. <laughs> Wow. I feel like I still love you. We got another Jordan transition. Right. right. Yeah. Rodney <laughs> Rodney literally put down the pen. He was about to sign the 31st paper of the 89 yeah. of it. He yeah. put the pay, he put the pen down as you were saying that like, oh, yeah. I need to, oh, I need man. to re- Here, listen to the sound of the pen. <laughs> Rodney put it down. Maybe maybe next, I'm not signing these papers. <laughs> maybe next episode Jordan will be adopted. I hope so. Oh my gosh, you guys are hilarious. Well, maybe we need to just have somebody like if I do that, will you stop drawing on my dry erase board? <laughs> I no, I actually I absolutely love going into Rodney's office and messing something up. It's yes. L- it's like one of my favorite parts of the day is just going in there and, and changing something. Yes. Rodney, I'm gonna tell you this as an experienced father. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna miss those days with Jordan. <laughs> You're going to wake up one day, Rodney. It's not going to be there anymore. <laughs> you're going to wake up one day and you're going to say, oh, I miss those days when Jordan jacked up my office. <laughs> oh, my God. Like he did last weekend. Wait, put, what? You were so disappointed, too. You came in. You're like, what? Was there anything going on with your office? I'm like, what are you talking about? Because I knew I knew I was going to find out who did it, and it was already an 85% he did it. So he took all of the chairs in the entire office in okay. church, it seemed like, okay, and put them all in my office. How did they fit in his office? Just Yeah, I had to do some some. Now, you know, wait, puzzles. I noticed that there were pictures on those chairs. Oh, yeah, it gets better. So oh. then he takes... He, he, this is required, like Leah was in on it. Of course. Kylie was in, he's infecting the yes. entire staff. <laughs> they it was Kylie's they take, idea. They take pictures. Was it? No, it, she said, let's prank Rodney. And I was like, oh, what you got? And she was like, I have no idea. Like, <laughs> so okay. of course you had that material. Oh, so how back funny. to infecting. Yeah. <laughs> so they cut out pictures of the strangest people. Stock that images he, of people. Yeah, stock like Getty <laughs> yeah. images, but it's like weird people okay. <laughs> yeah. and they cut them out little headshots and they put them everywhere 
all over the chairs and like why uh, this is like you're an inspiration to oh. us for a front side oh. just a, just a special note from your fans oh <laughs> and they and they put them in so it was actually intentional they put them in all the chairs and now I'm finding the gift like I'll open up a drawer and there's another yeah stu- <laughs> person stupid looking at me in okay. the face all the so, fans are just, you know. So, so I knew it was probably right. him, but but he wanted like, to see who the face was, you so know, on behind Sunday, the voice. He, he's come, he comes at me and he's like, "What? What's going on?" I'm like, no, what are you talking oh, about? And I'm oh. like, he's like, I mean, anything happened in your office? I'm like, nope. Why? <laughs> and he goes, "You didn't see anything strange?" I'm like. Wait, am I supposed to see something strange when I go I in my office? I was so disappointed. And he by was that. getting more and more irritated, and I, finally, I'm clapping. I was and finally, I just got him to finally just start to break down. I'm like, I knew it was you, Jordan. Okay, <laughs> now that was an experienced dad, <laughs> right there. Yeah, right yeah. there. He outsmarted me. You weren't surprised by your kids. You took you <laughs> took the oomph out of his aha. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. All right. We hope you've enjoyed today. Uh, we love you guys. We really, really do. Thank you for listening and following along. And as, uh, if you're local, see Rodney um, or find out how to reach out to us. We do have a men's Bible study that has started with Frontside, developing yep. notes and study notes and um, from the show notes and everything. And I, from what I understand, it's going well. Yes. And we're, we're, we're meeting uh, Fridays. Okay. 5.30 in the morning, 5.30 to 7. Every Friday? Well, uh, no, every other Friday. Okay. So All right. we'll, well, we'll let you know which Fridays. I'm not a front sight man. I don't wake up that early. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Jordan? It takes every type. Like you're probably a, you're probably two hours up after Rodney and I've gone to bed. So you know what? Yeah. You, you pray for us at twelve thirty, one o'clock at night while we're we go to bed yeah. at ten thirty. We're praying for you at five thirty. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> we got to have the morning and the evening covered. You cover the evening. He'll cover the morning. I got you guys. I got you, you. and everyone that's listening. I got right. you. Thank you guys for listening. We love you. Talk to you soon. Like, share, subscribe. Bye.